Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, you are welcome to the episode now, season four of Biopinical Phonesis. In the previous episode, we have highlighted the social justice aspect of the work of Apostle Paul. We emphasize that all leaders should stand for racial justice, not injustice. In this episode today, we profile Paul in terms of his strong attribute that underpins his character. We are profiling courage or confidence. The leadership profile of Paul, beloved, who live between 5 and 7 AD, shows someone who serves God and humanity with courage and confidence. The 13 epistles, if we, if we remove Hebrews, attest to his erudition, was intelligent, and care for people. Even Timothy is prodigy of mentee, is an example. So, in this episode, beloved, we focus on who was Paul as a brave or courageous church leader. Who was Paul as a courageous church leader? Or we can even change the question to say, what is the profile of Paul as a church leader with courage? The two variants or the two approaches to the question suggest that a single answer may not suffice. So in this episode below, we will follow the lead of Mankeling, who wrote an insightful account of the profile of Paul with a focus on confidence. So we'll follow his example. So in this episode, we will replace confidence or we interject confidence with courage as we move along. So let's start with the encounter between Jesus and Paul, which was at the beginning of Paul's sojourn in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9. Before that encounter, beloved, the story began with Paul known as Saul. Beloved, the portrait of Saul began with violence. It actually started with violence. Violence in terms of the story of Stephen, the first person that was martyred for, for the gospel in the New Testament. A reader of the account from the beginning will never think that the same Paul would become a believer, but he did. That's what the Bible tells us. So according to the Bible account, Saul of Tarsus was a chosen vessel of God. Beloved, we need to be careful. We mustn't judge people with our human knowledge. In Acts chapter 9, verse 15 to 16, Acts 9, 15 to 16, we read the account where God stated clearly that Paul, that was Saul at that particular time, was chosen. The text says, But the Lord said unto him, Go that way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him great things he must suffer for my name's sake. This was God speaking to Ananias. And this particular verse came to pass in the life of Paul. There's nothing that is said by God that falls to the ground. Even concerning us, anything that the Lord Almighty has said concerning us, they will not fall to the ground in the mighty name of Jesus. So Jesus told Ananias this much before he laid his heart on Saul, before he regained his sight, because he was blinded in that encounter in Acts chapter 9. However, from the eyes of the 
disciples from their perspective. The 11 disciples left after Jesus Christ ascended. This cannot be. This transformation, conversion cannot be. This born again encounter cannot happen to somebody that is a murderer in their sight. So cannot be a chosen man. No. That is applying, applying human knowledge and human reasoning. So the disciples did not believe him. They did not trust him to be a believer, not to talk of becoming a disciple like them. In Acts 9.26, in Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 26, the state of affairs was made clear in that verse. The verse says, when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. And believe not that he was a disciple. Who will not happen if you use human reason? Somebody that have actually supervised the story of a deacon now claiming to be a disciple. One can think, oh, he is a spy to come and get us. But that was not the case. So the reluctance of the apostles were immediate. Their reluctance was immediate, sharp, and also comprehensible. Because it can happen to any one of us. It, it therefore took Barnabas, who was originally of the fold, some effort to convince the apostles to give Saul a chance. He had to do that. He had to intervene. So it is no surprise that Saul of Tarsus was focused on the main task, spreading the message of the one who sent him, the message of Jesus. Because staying with the apostles that were skeptical and suspicious of his motive would have helped. So he needed to move up. So there's no greater account of conversion in the Bible than that of Saul of Tarsus, Tarsus who became Paul. Paul, therefore, was determined to move the message of Jesus Christ forward, regardless of how he began that journey. So he spent the rest of his life, after the encounter with Jesus in Acts chapter 9, with fierce defense of Jesus Christ, and the spread of the good news, which is the gospel. Beloved, Paul spread the message of the cross with confidence, not with timidity. He spread the message with courage, not with commercialization of commerce in mind. And he spread the message with faith, on parallel or on rival, not with fear. His confidence and courage did not come from self-abilities. This part is education, is knowledge, is upbringing, and is citizenship. No. His confidence and courage did not come from these things. But they came from the grace of God as clearly articulated in 1 Corinthians 15.10. 1 Corinthians 15.10. I'm reading the NIV version. That says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. This is Apostle Paul speaking. And his grace to me was not without effect. We must ask ourselves, the grace of God that we are enjoying, is it making positive if impact in our spheres of influence? Apostle Paul is confirming that the grace of God upon him was effective, was doing the job. The verse went on to say, No, I work harder than all of them, yet not I. But the grace of God that was in me. The grace of God that was in me. The question is, what is the source of Paul's courage or confidence? We have a number of pointers. 
But number one, number one source of his courage and confidence is the power in the gospel. It was, it was, it was preaching. Beloved, we knew and we just recounted now that Paul encountered the power of the gospel of Christ on the way to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. In fact, Mankele says, the man who sought to suppress the message became the very person who was willing to risk all for that same message. Paul knew that God's word was true. And according to Romans 1.16, Romans 1.16, he was not ashamed of it the moment he became convinced that the word of God is true. And biblical phonesis wholeheartedly agrees with this assertion. Number two source of courage and confidence for Paul is the unfailing love of God. Paul was sure of the unfailing love that comes from God to him. He was persuaded that neither death nor life can separate him from that particular love. So he wasn't focused on man, he was focused on God. If we look at Romans 8, 38 to 39. Romans 8, 38 to 39. The love of God will cover every one of us and give us strength in Jesus' name. Number three, Paul recognized that God's strength is available to him while suffering. Even when we are going through difficulties, we must say to ourselves, even if the difficulty comes from the leadership role we are playing, that God's strength is available. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says that much. God can always use suffering and pain to show us our weakness so that we can tap into his strength, his divine strength, which is better, much, much better than what we think we have ourselves. Number four, Paul was courageous and confident. Why? Because he believed God that started the work in him. We complete it. Philippians 1 6. This is very relevant to us all. As we must believe that God is always working and moving on our behalf and is able to finish what He started or what He has started in our lives. Ability to finish does not reside in us, but it resides in the will of God and what He wants for us. Number five. Paul was also courageous and confident. That he lost nothing by following Jesus Christ. This is very, very profound for every one of us that we call ourselves born again child of God. We have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we are following Him. We need to have confidence that we have lost nothing. We have lost nothing. Rather, we have gained everything here on earth and in heaven. Paul looked at it, his conversion in Acts 9, as a win-win. According to Philippians 1.21, it is a win-win situation for him, and it is a win-win situation for every one of us as well. In fact, biblical promises concord that living for Christ makes life better. Beloved, let us begin to round up. Our biblical promises for this episode our practical wisdom for this episode are four, as we have been using for since the beginning of the season. Number one, God, through Jesus, changes life like he did. He changed the life of Paul. 
He changed the life of Paul from Saul to Paul. And he's still doing the same thing today. Number two, what we know do not give us confidence. What we know do not make us courageous. What we know do not make us brave. No. Rather, what we trust or who we trust give us confidence and courage. The moral of the story, don't put your confidence and trust in a man. Don't put your confidence and trust in a pastor, in a prophet, in, a, in an apostle. They are flesh and blood like you and I. They can fall. But Jesus Christ, the author of the of it, can never fall. Put your confidence in the Lord Almighty and shall be well with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, BP. God is in the business of changing our plans when we surrender to him. The plan of Saul of Tartus was different, but immediately in that encounter with Jesus in Acts chapter 9, and Paul's Saul then surrendered to him to become Paul. Everything in his life take a positive turn. Number four, furnaces. Every leader needs God's great grace to be courageous. Courage that Paul demonstrated. Confidence that he demonstrated. We are not coming from self-abilities, but from the grace of God upon him. That same grace will be upon every one of us that are Christian leaders in the mighty name of Jesus. So our wisdom quote for this episode is taken from 2 Timothy 1.12. 2 Timothy 1.12. That says that, for the which cause I also suffered these things. That is, I'm supposed speaking. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. He wasn't ashamed, and we should not be ashamed as well. For I know whom I have believed. We must know who we believe. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which he has committed unto our hands unto the last day. Beloved, let us pray. Father, thank you for teaching us to be confident in Corinthians through the life expression of Lord, let us all as leaders and express the power of the gospel and fulfill destiny in our minds. Jesus, your precious name. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phronesis, may the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.